0: Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation.
1: Six minutes after two. Okay, yeah, so they, as it is, they're making a noise. I mean, <laughs> we are now live, everybody. <laughs> live, they are here. My experts are here, except for very well-behaved lady, who's the only one who's sitting, you know, very well, well-behaved here. Tessa Dooms, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'll introduce the rest later. Welcome to the show, this is a social <laughs> analyst and director of Josoro Consulting. She joins me now uh, for a conversation around how we position this country. J.J. Daban is also here, communications expert and author of Let's Talk Frankly. Rams Mabota is a reputation specialist as well as a broadcaster. Everybody, thank you so much for coming.
2: Thank you. thank you.
1: Okay, let's <clears throat> just, um, yeah, let's, let's let's start. Let's begin. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Rems, let's start with you. When, when you step out of the borders of this country, how do you sell us?
2: Sure. Mm. We are a surviving country, suppose that's what I say. We survive. We we it's difficult. You find yourself answering questions. You find yourself defending. Mm. So there's not even a time to tell people who you what you stand for. You spend time trying to convince people what you what what they believe about South Africa is not true. Mm. So, and here's the sad part. Some of what they believe in is true, but because you believe in your country, trying to make them understand that it's an exaggerated view, things are not that bad. We know, we know the crime-infested countries, the the media reports. Uh, We're not as xenophobic as the media reports. We're not disjointed politically as the media reports. So that's what happens. You spend a lot of time trying to defend and partly lying because it's patriotism, I suppose.
1: Tessa, are we lying when we say all of those things?
3: Yes and no. Um, So I personally try not to lie. Um, It's hard. (laughs) Um, But I think it's important that people understand the nuances of our country, um, especially in other parts of the continent. Um, There's often a media-driven version of what our country is, and that media is not necessarily always um, very objective and isn't very nuanced. And so you spend time really explaining the context of things and explaining how those narratives actually fit into the normal context of people's lives, you know, and that there's a historical context and there are political fights. And there are so many things that make a story about xenophobia, not just about whether or not you like somebody from another um, country or not, or whether or not you're going to execute violence on them. But it's also a story about poverty. It's also a story about third forces and politics. It's also a story about um, our own Rainbow Nation uh, um, narrative and rhetoric and what it means to be African. And so um, it's a complex country that we live in and explaining it often requires a lot of finesse.
1: JJ, how much time do you spend defending the fact that you're not beating up women and raping them as a black man? Oh
4: my goodness. Uh, Fortunately, I've, I've not had to be put on the spot like that. But the first time I had to defend South Africa was, in fact, in 1993. I was a studio leader on a tour of the UK, speaking at universities about the bloodbath that's about to happen in South Africa. Yes, and, when,
1: uh, when we were gathering tins, yeah. do you remember? Mm-hmm. We were g- gathering, yeah. uh, the white people yeah, were buying the little uh, tin stocking up. stocking up into you know, so their little <clears> attics. <throat> <throat>
4: so what didn't help was that while I was on this tour, of about 10 colleges of the, uh, attached to the University of Durham, the uh, IFP and the ANC were at each other's throats in KZN and the BBC was showing this uh, uh, you know, supposed bloodbath that's about to happen. So I had to explain slowly that South Africa is a huge country and KZN at that time, called, that time only called Natal is only a corner of this big country with nine provinces and so what's happening there, while it's bad and it's not good for us, it's not what's happening in every corner of South Africa. Fast forward to the World Cup in 2010, I was in the UK, I don't know what I was doing there, I don't remember now, but the BBC then reports that there is a, the World Cup is coming, but they are not sure these people can host this thing because here's a journalist who was reporting, standing outside the Bafukeng Stadium, saying the nearest hotel is, is about 10 kilometers from here, people must come with tents. Uh, I mean, Bafukeng is... There, the probably a kilometer from Bafuke. And there is a five-star hotel called Royal Bafuke. A kilometer from there, there are five ho- five-star hotels in Sun City and a range of other lodges. You know the place. It's full of accommodation of five-star. That is even better than the UK. I mean, in the UK, in some hotels, you have to put your bag downstairs <laughs> because you can't fit with you and your bag. So so you've you got a situation where there is a, 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 a... And then, of course, during the World Summit, some of the people who landed here were shocked to see suntan the fact that in fact this looks like new york right so you you, you, you rams is right you have to spend your time explaining the contrast explaining that no 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 it's not as bad as you are told and it, sometimes you don't even have to lie you just have to explain you say no but you, so i wrote a letter to the bbc and i saw that report you say this guy clearly was paid by somebody who's selling tents because they were showing this is a kind of tent rather just bring your tent there's no accommodation here i mean honestly I'm going to have to hold it there, JJ. We'll be back after this.
0: You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM.
1: All right, my guest this afternoon, are JJ Dabane, communications expert and author of Let's Talk Frankly, and Tessa Doom, social analyst and director of Jasoro Consultant, Rhymes Maboda, reputation specialist and broadcaster. Why have you
2: changed my surname?
1: I know, Kisli Pinji.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) It's the second time, but it's fine. It's a reputational matter, I gonna tell you. (laughs)
1: They are with me until 3, and you're more than welcome to give us a call on 0891-104-207. 13 minutes after 2, just before we went to a break, we were discussing how you need time to explain the nuances. Mm. And the word you all used, actually, was defend. Mm. That's a problem, isn't it? Where where you find yourself having to defend, where you pull at your affection and love for the country to defend something that's fine and you can you guys are experts you can do that externally what are you saying internally amongst yourselves about where we are
3: well um, hopefully what we're saying to each other is that there's a need for more than conversations. there's a need for reflection accountability action mobilization um, our our roles often are to analyze situations and see what's happening But we need to translate that into ways that get people acting and thinking differently. Um, Our country is often in analysis paralysis mode where we're all just so overwhelmed by the many things that we have to think about and that are coming at us that there are very few pockets where we're thinking about, okay, how do you stop? rethink, regroup and start to act differently. And so a lot of my conversations are about, okay, what does action look like? How do we start to change things? Who do we need to be engaging with? When we're talking to private sector, government, um, citizens, communities, how do we get different actions? And that is a conversation that then leads to many other issues around barriers that make it difficult for us as citizens to act.
2: So JJ knows this in the absence of a plan somebody somebody or something else will fill, fill up the gap mm. and and that's the problem where where we sit in this country so for me it doesn't change whether it's local or international if you stepped outside this room now and took a sample of five people who work in this building and said to them so what do we stand for in this country as as a as a country if you got four different answers it's because people are rushing they'll give you about 43 different answers because we do not know what we stand for. So there is absolutely nothing that we, we have created that says this is what we rally around. In spite of everything else that we may have, this is what we rally around as a country. And that is missing. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm about to say something very controversial. For all his sins, the former chief operating officer of this institution that we're sitting at, with that campaign that he tried, to, the 90% campaign, which commercially could have gone wrong, I suspect. But he it was on to something. And I'm saying, you have to stand for something. Sometimes it's wrong. When it's Kurobe, wrong, but re- 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 review it. you got to stand for something. And I think that what is lacking in this country is that those... And I don't doubt that it has to be done by those who lead us. That's why we appoint people to, to be leaders. Leaders must lead, and then we, we can always review things. Those who lead have not defined really what we stand for, mm. what we should rally around. I can go anywhere to... To, to to China or to, to the middle of Timbuktu, to I should be able. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I'm in China Mall,
1: <laughs> don't go there either.
2: <laughs> I, I should be able to stand anywhere and say, In spite of what you guys are saying, do you know that this country also stands for this? We rally around this, we do this very well. This is our identity, this is who we are as a country. Do we know here in this room? We don't. What do we stand for, JJ? <sighs> Well,
4: that's a trick question because you see, the, 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 our, our nation over the last 25 years has not prioritized that kind of social compact and and to and, put it simply, a public relations of our country, right? Uh, it is not a priority. If you just have to look at, at the government communications and information systems, they have not had a chief executive for eight years, the last time there was a chief executive was Jimmy Man.
1: So so in
4: 2012 then. and and, and so. that was also a holding pattern to to say the least. So right? we've
1: got a program that's going to Australia. Yeah. It's by Brand SA. Mm.
4: They're
1: going to rally all South Africans to, to come sell back. us. No. No, to, no 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 to come back. We can't do that. We can't tell them to come back but we can ask them to be nice and say nice things.
2: What are
4: what they you, going to be No, no sorry, I want, to, kind
1: of a no, I want to
4: deal with it. Sorry, I want to deal with that because I was coming to Brent, South Africa, yes. right? To, to be able to rally in terms of the country, in terms of what we stand for, almost rally behind the flag kind of thing. You need a solid messaging at the center, right? All you have to do is to switch on three re- re- different radio stations, have three different ministers, ministers talking, even about the same thing, they would, have the time they have conflicting messages, right? Now you have an international uh, uh, marketing arm like Brand South Africa. It actually used to be appropriately called International Marketing Council. Mm. Failing, right, uh, to to consult. When last did you hear Brand South Africa say anything in the last year about, uh, they were fighting amongst themselves there about who must be the head and what have you. Now these things are what is discouraging because where you're supposed to have coalesce, and Brand South Africa was, was designed to bring private sector NGOs, civil society, government into one potent force that can position South Africa better. Now, in, in the days of the IMC, it was easy because we could rally around the Mandela figure and say, well, Mandela, we're resilient and with this reconciliation. And then that all began to all fall apart. Uh, after that, when people realize this is a myth, because it looks like a lot of our citizens, 55 percent of them are still living in abject poverty, 25 years after the the promise of a dividend of freedom. So all of these things come together to to make us a, a, almost like a hopeless and rudderless nation that can't identify this one thing you want me to talk about, right? Interesting, you talk about Brand South Africa going to abroad. Uh, they, they used to have a pro- campaign called the Homecoming Revolution. It is. Right? Yes. that's why I was. I thought you were talking about that when you were no, saying no, they are the, going to Australia to no, say to people they, come back.
1: No, no, they've stopped asking for them to come back. And my, my sense, my sense actually, <laughs> Rems, is that I think they're trying to. It's a, they're trying to crisis manage. Mm. I get a feeling South Africans there are not saying nice things about us,
3: mm. but, but of course they're not. Yeah. Um. So South Africans living abroad who have fled because it's not nice here are known to not say good things Mm -hmm. about us abroad and known to um, almost display also bad behaviors that give us bad reputations. So we also also not absolve them of what they represent in themselves and how they behave. Mm -hmm. But the question about messaging and what you put forward is also a question about patriotism and pride, Mm -hmm. right? And our country has had the national myth, the the Rainbow Nation mythology that we were supposed to all coalesce around. And the question about that is, what did it actually mean? And really, for most people, it just meant get along and get over it. Mm. And right now, people are going, we don't want to get along, and we don't want to get over it because that's not reality. So our nation-building project was nice and even now and again we have world cups and we have things where we're supposed to rally based on our emotions based rather than based on the realities of our experiences. So people are saying you're saying that I must act nice I must be good I must be right and I must pretend like everything is fine when actually back at home nothing is fine and whether I'm wealthy or not because the people who have gone to Australia were the ones who are better off I don't experience a society that's cohesive I don't experience leadership that, that understands what it's doing I don't experience um, a government that operates and is competent, and I don't experience all of this nice cohesion that mm. we were supposed to have built through this Rainbow Nation project.
1: Let's you know. take let's take calls, Rems. I'll be back with you in a short while. 0891-104-207. I want your comments on this, and it's going to be a very interesting conversation. We're doing this until three
0: at SFM Radio and at Pimelomutile on Twitter.
1: So we continue this conversation. My guests are Rams Mabote, reputation specialist and uh, also broadcaster, Tessa Doom, social ec- uh, analysis uh, analyst. I uh, beg your pardon, uh, Tessa, director of jasoro Consulting, JJ Dabani, communications expert and author of Let's Talk Frankly. I did say we'll open the lines on 0891 I see your lines coming through. I'll get to them just now. Rams, before we went to a break, I, I did interject there.
2: Yes, I... I you know, I, I could refer you to something that started as a flippant thing and even perhaps even a silly thing. There's a, there's a Twitter handle, and I'm trying to remember the, 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 the human being's right name. That goes by Ojiwagi. Yes. It's a much more powerful campaign started by an individual who's now grown to at least rally us to talk about what is bothering us. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you can try all you like. That's an amazing public relations campaign. And I am sure she did not know what she was doing. She was just having fun. Mm. And now there are 300,000 people on that up account who respond to this simple question. What's bothering you? Mm. So what's what's rallying us together? Why don't we have another campaign like that?
3: Tessa, you were mm. saying something? No, I think the question about um, social cohesion also needs to go to the question about a social compact. And JJ was saying that. Um, Society wants to know that there is a way that we can come together. There is a way that we can solve things and solve our issues, but it cannot just be done at a superficial level. It must address the things that um, impact us on a day-to-day basis. Otherwise, leave it alone. But w- we are in
1: a mess. I'm trying to find a better word, all <laughs> right <laughs> We are in a mess. Where would you begin, JJ? It's so big. The problems are so many that... If you were mandated to begin, where would you start?
4: Yeah. Well, it's important to say precisely because the, the the problem is complex. The solution won't be simple either. The solution is complex. But from where I'm sitting with my comfort zone, I think the basics must happen. So the issue of social cohesion, uh, there was a social cohesion summit. I don't know whether you all, you all remember. Yeah. But maybe <laughs> five, six, seven years ago. And uh, Now, last week or two weeks ago, there was another summit. Mm. So, of course, my first question to the people who came to talk about the summit on my show was, uh, so what happened to the social cohesion resolutions that you took the last time? They didn't seem to know. So they say, no, this is social compact now, right? <laughs> so I think maybe the social compact discussion must be the starting point. But some, some practical things, right? They, 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 I worked for government many years ago when I started my career. I know government is doing a lot of things. Right, I know it's doing a lot of things, but you hardly hear about them in a coherent fashion. So I would start by fixing that central communication uh, arm of government, which is GCIS, right, so that you are able to collect what South Africans are saying and collect what their government, how their government is responding. Because you can try all the flowery things you like. Once people feel they are not listened to, that they are not being responded to, they are not going to respond to your campaigns. There's a there's a nice campaign that the brand South Africa is running, uh, called "Play Your Part." Very nice. Yeah, but JJ, right? But we, we uh, don't you
1: think the country's beyond the communication? At some point, that argument would hold. I don't know if anyone cares actually what government's going to say if I'm living with sewage in my kitchen. In in my people are waking up sewage in their homes but, that's the reality but you of see that
4: story of mututum where i come from right uh, i know this this may be controversial the fact that we're talking about that particular story yes. may mean that in other places they got it right but but there's not even intergovernmental communication that says if you have this kind of problem this is how you can no, maybe get I'll it tell right you
1: what the official but, said the government official <laughs> who was given a chance to respond said he
4: blamed the people exactly
1: my point. <laughs> exactly my point so i mean Tessa
3: As the only non-communication person in this room yes. <laughs> I will say this That if you're communicating for the, for the sake of having a two-way conversation Then that's fine Mm -hmm. Our government communicates in one direction. Mm -hmm. It just wants to tell you what it wants to tell you when it wants to tell you, but it doesn't want to listen. Mm -hmm. It doesn't want to be responsive, and it certainly doesn't want to kind of work together towards something. So if you're talking about um, there's things happening in my life, just a simple thing of having a real mechanism Mm -hmm. where I can talk to government. I was speaking to a group of teenagers a few months ago who did not know what a ward councillor was. Mm -hmm. So... If I don't even know what a word council is, I don't know how my, how the system works. I don't know who to talk to. The only thing I think is, if I have sewage in my in my kitchen, the president must come and fix it because we don't want to actually have any ways for the citizens to actually talk to government and hold them accountable and get mm-hmm. them to respond. Wasn't
1: there a hotline that was established by the yes, president?
3: Oh, yes, yeah. a hotline. Yeah. Stop,
1: Stop it. it! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> 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 Rams, you were saying? No,
4: it was <laughs> run by
2: a quiet <laughs> musician, wasn't it? I
4: mean,
2: Eugene Toto was in charge of that. So what happened to it? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it went with the with, with the police administration.
3: <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> say that. Yes, Tessa? But ahead. that's exactly what I was saying, is that it was a hotline to the president. Mm. If I've got a pothole in my street, it's not the president who's going to help me. If I'm not getting good service at the hospital, it's not the president who's going to help me. Perception is
1: everything.
3: Wasn't that supposed to work? The idea that I wake up and I
1: call the president and say, President, my ward councillor is not working. Impact is better than
3: perception. I think we should
4: revisit the issue of activism. Yeah. For me, that is not the only solution. It's not a silver bullet. But I think a lot of things are going wrong, including this not knowing what we stand for, etc. Et because there's poor activism. I mean, look at Mututu. I'm sorry to make example about you know where I was born. Right? There should be a rebellion in Mututu right now. Because the counselors there who are supposed to make sure that the, the place doesn't have sewage, doesn't have whatever they, they, okay, let's take the example of water. They're supposed to make sure there must be water, right? They don't provide the water and then they mm-hmm. form businesses. To and sell, the, sell water. the water to the same people they're supposed to give the water to, now until that community itself stands up and say enough and and no further, right? They're not going to have something to unite them because government won't want, want to unite them mm. because when you unite them, you're going to have to you only have this arrogant person who was talking on TV yesterday saying, oh, it's because of the community, they, they vandalized <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the the sewage plant. That, that's why they've got sewage in their kitchen. My God, we, you know.
1: We also know that people get fatigued. Kral has been without water for how long? It's, have you, is it the first time we're hearing <coughs> about Hamanskrat? How many times have they been revolting and revolting and revolting?
4: Day zero for Hamanskrat. But when it was day zero for Western Cape, the whole country was transporting water <laughs> there. <laughs> mm.
2: Mm. Well, but, you know, come to, come to think of it, day zero was a campaign. Yes. Mm. It was a PR campaign. Uh, and we know, Correct. We know the politics of yeah. the Western Cape, we know. <laughs> but I'm still saying, Correct. from a campaign point of view, Day zero was actually an amazing campaign. I agree with, with uh, JJ about activism. You see, our kind of protests are, are those that don't even rally sympathizers. Mm-hmm. So you protest and go and burn a, yeah, like an burn ambulance. It. or mm-hmm. a, uh, yeah. I'm not going to sympathize with you. Yeah. But if you protest, even if you brought this economy to a standstill for a proper thing, I'll, you'll find my sympathy. But don't mm-hmm. go and destroy that which we don't even have enough of. Mm-hmm.
3: But I think it's hard for, for us to make that claim when we know that that time that you're running the school down is not the first time you've spoken up. It's not probably not the first time that you've protested. Yeah. So a lot of time it's that fatigue. It's that getting to the point where you've said it so many times, you've been on the street. Uh, there was an estimate there's about 1600 protests in this country per year 15 mm-hmm. a day mm-hmm. so by the time we're hearing about that school or that library that community's probably been at it for a while so there's also there is activism in this country i think that we under we underestimate yeah. how much mobilization the question is are those people organized in terms of knowing how to take it to the next level, knowing how to make the right noises to the right people. Um, does government listen when they need to? Are there support structures? Is civil society actually in communities rather than in offices in Sandton? I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked about how you support and you take what people are doing on the ground and you turn it into something that's productive and that everybody can rally around.
1: All right, I will take your calls. I do see them on 0891 104 207. Uh, Utzile is going to be giving us the very latest in headlines. We let me just say, okay, let me go to Anonymous quickly in Durban. Anonymous, good afternoon.
5: Darling, And to your guest as well. I just want to say, you know, we talk about councillors, you know, they should be accountable. How can a councillor who's elected by the government be accountable for the people? He must be elected by the people to be accountable for the people. But if he's elected by the government, he doesn't want to let his president or let uh, his seniors, the MECs and everyone else down. And furthermore, some of the councillors are not literate to certain things. And if you go to them with an accounting problem, they don't know how to help you with an accounting problem. They run back to the same place where you have already gone and didn't get a response. And they come back and give you the same response. Because some of the councillors are not uh, not educated. According to Cocteau, there were four councillors that didn't have no education at all. And there were some councillors uh, that had not, don't, didn't have a, even have a metric. And uh, what about Treasury? We need councillors who have Treasury education, who understands the entire government gazette. They must read the government gazette through and through, then they'll be able to know how to help society.
1: Alright, thanks very much, Thank you, my darling. Nice will respond to that in a short while. Let's go to Utsila Sago for the latest in headlines. It's
0: 2.30. Pimelo Mutine on Hashtag SAFM Life Happens.
1: My guests this afternoon are Tessa Doom, social analyst and director of Jasoro Consulting, JJ Dabane, communications expert and author of Let's Talk Frankly, Rems Mabote, reputation specialist and broadcaster. So we continue this conversation around how then people are going to get the state to listen. How, How then do we get all of us to be on the same page about what's important. You know what's interesting? When everybody was protesting uh, specifically in helping around Outer etolls, there was something romantic about how it happened. <laughs> Money was behind it, wasn't
3: mm-hmm. it? <clears throat> I want to respond to your caller before we went to news. What's interesting about that is talking about direct voting of councillors. Actually, municipal level is the only place where we actually can directly vote Mm -hmm. for somebody, where people can stand as independent candidates and not as party candidates. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we need to do is a campaign around that with communities coming into 2021 to say, okay, if you don't want to vote for a party, pick a community leader. Pick somebody in your community that you trust and that you think would make a good ward councillor and you rally around that person. Don't form a party. don't have to do many things, but rally around that one person you actually trust and not the party. And if we can get it to work at local government level, Then the question about whether you can scale it to national and provincial, and whether you could actually get a change in the electoral system Mm. going, that will have a good impact. But if we can make it work at local level, where it's already in law, you can already bypass the politics and just go with somebody that you think is good and trust and is from your neighborhood, then let's try it. JJ?
4: I I just, just don't know what we're gonna do, except that we must understand that we can't resign everything to government, right? So this whole social compact thing, right? Although you may be cynical about it, right? It it, it it it's somewhere where we can make sure that government is only one of the stakeholders that are going to make things happen. Civil society has to ask themselves what they are doing. Churches have to ask themselves the same thing. Business has to come to the part. Very few people blame business. We are a country that's growing at zero percent for many years, but nobody's blaming. The, the, the people who are, who are conducting an investment strike, who are sitting on billions, not reinvesting it in the community. So I think that the, 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 the solutions don't sit in one corner. We all have to ask ourselves, how are you brightening the corner where we are? So going back to that campaign of Brand South Africa now, play your part. I think that should apply to each one of us. Because if we the more we lament about government, things are not going to happen. Right? We need to be able to identify where we are, where we can make an impact without letting government off the hook, but understanding certain things that we have to take responsibility as civil society. We have to take responsibility as business leaders and government in its various spheres and facets must also take responsibility.
1: So I sit here taking accountability. There are about 100 miners right now in Rustenburg who refuse to come up mm. and it's not making the news. Mm. And And mm. the issue is that their management has refused to hear a complaint about management's corruption. Mm. So corruption within the pu- public sector, the, pr- the, the private sector, I beg your pardon, mm. which has not been dealt with. These people are risking mm. with their lives. They've been in there for now three days. Mm. No one's saying anything about 100 plus people who are stuck underground because they're trying to get somebody to listen to the fact that we have managers who are corrupt and no one cares.
4: Well, already should be your <laughs> reference point. You think that uh, the, the minis, minis, Minerals Resources Ministry cares that the black people, three black people, yeah. were stuck in a mine for four, four years. years. You think that there was a white person in that team, uh, with the whole chamber of mines, or so-called, they've changed their names, but not their conduct, as as they're called Minerals Council now. They would not have rallied, I mean, the, that place represents over 30 mining companies who are amongst the top, you know, dollar earners. From the, Minerals of this country—they are not able to dig up three blacks who are stuck in their mind downstairs. So these ones uh, who are now in the downstairs in your mind, a hundred of them uh, may also just rot there with with nobody caring, Mm -hmm. both from government and from private sector. So there is an issue there about our our, our consciousness being dead or. or, 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 or dumbed down for some reason, and I think that we need something that can trigger that consciousness across society in all facets. You know, I know that government is always comes under fire, but you've just given an example that shows that the private
2: sector is equally guilty. So, so if we if we use this example, yeah, and we go back to the play your part campaign. Mm. So imagine if the the mining unions took a position to go and occupy a chamber of mines or whatever they mm. are until this is saved. Mm. Imagine if all of us said, we're going to donate a rand a day to make sure they get food while this is still going mm. on, The food goes underground. Imagine if an SAFM picks this as its campaign to say every single day we will give you an update, or every single hour, give you an update on this matter. All of us in our own space, in our own Absolute specialty, difference. play our part in raising an issue.
1: Maybe the question that I want you to mull over is why? It's not happening. Zaza, you're calling us from Cape Town. Good afternoon.
6: Afternoon. Mm Generally, you know, the problem is simple
0: here. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the problem is us black people, the ones who have achieved, who have succeeded, who have benefited from these BEEs whatsoever, they have closed the doors behind them. (laughs) And, you know, a, a a, a good black person is the one who's poor. The one who becomes rich, he suddenly becomes something else. He doesn't want to communicate with the people he left behind. He doesn't want even to help the people that he left behind. You know, now we cry about, you know, this white people, white that, G A this that but the problem is us. We don't know how to take care of each other. We don't know how to listen to each other. The moment you become rich, you only care about yourself and your kids going to nice schools, living in the nice suburbs. You forget about the locations where you come from. How can you give back to those locations? How can you give back to those poor kids that you left behind? We forget about all those things. That's where the problem is.
3: Thank you, sirs. Anyone? there's two things that's going on one thing is that we've we've made abnormal things normal in south africa Mm. um i have a partner who's not um, south african and when gender-based violence issues come up you always ask me but why is it taking this kind of form why is it so visceral why is it so violent why is it so this why is it so that and i'm like it's just always been like this There's never been a time in our society, and now we see more of the media reports um, than we did before, but there was never a time in society where women felt safe. So we've become normal about things that are very much abnormal in our society. The same is true about service delivery protests. (laughs) The same is true about worker strikes. The same is true about 30% unemployment. We have just become normal. And then the second thing is we've become overwhelmed. And we've become overwhelmed to the point that it's not just about sensitization because we'll be sensitized today and then we'll say tomorrow there's another thing. Mm -hmm. There's a new thing to move to. So Mm -hmm. we're overwhelmed. So there's many things. So I'm thinking about Rams' strategy that you just laid out. I'm thinking about... there's like a million of those mm-hmm. that could happen. And people mm-hmm. are saying, where do we even start? Where do you start to bite off? Because the one day you're focused on this, the next day it's that. Even in your personal life, there's at least seven problems you're trying to fix at the same time. We're overwhelmed in an abnormal situation. Sure. That's a problem.
1: That's a And, and I get that completely. Because while you want to get to the three bodies mm-hmm. and underground for four years, mm-hmm. there are the miners now that are today underground. Yeah. the child that's just fallen into the pit toilet. There's somebody that's been been beaten up by another man there's a child that's just been found by a man who who beat who beat the child to yeah, death
3: somebody was saying south africa is a trauma it's a site of trauma we're all traumatized we just don't realize how traumatized we are
4: and then there's boy mama bulo <laughs> just to add to your pain
2: <laughs> At least we can laugh about these things
1: then there's the clerk right
2: <laughs> oh my god
1: yep. <laughs> then there's the clerk we, we, we've got to at some point get to a point where we, we, we need to move as traumatized as we are, as helpless as we feel, as exhausted as we feel. Somehow we need to start moving. And I'm wondering what's stopping us from, from agreeing on the fact that we actually need to go in the same direction. And I, I hesitate because I wonder if, is it the leadership deficit problem?
2: Partly yes. I mean again I, I'm gonna go back to where I started. We elect leaders to lead us. Th- that's that's what leadership is all about. We can't all be leaders in any society. So we go out every five years and we entrust people with the mm-hmm. governance and the maintenance and the incorporation of this country. Yes, so we expect them to do something also because they have our money, it's called fiscus. You know, they should use it for us. But the flip side of it is that we can't be apathetic people and just hope that this God ordained yeah. leadership will take care of stuff all the time. Mm. We have a role to play. I'm always fascinated by a mamofu gang in the middle of Versus Hook, who takes care of three or four grandchildren because the children, her own children died of age or something else. And then she also runs a little crash for free for other children in the community. She's got nothing. She lives off social development or social assistance, whatever they call this uh, thing. So she lives off that and she still goes to take care of people. And we find it overwhelming to do something. It, there's some apathy about the haves that bothers me.
1: I I hear you (laughs) and and I want to push back a little bit, Rams, because there is that scenario. And sometimes doing something means just reacting to something, right? So it, it means witnessing something and pushing back to that which is wrong even in that there's a risk hmm. we've spoken about how many people are unemployed so in witnessing corruption and deciding that you're gonna play your part there's a risk in that because if I'm the only person in the family of ten employed and I want to risk losing this job because I want to be that playing your part guy you know tomorrow how how's that gonna help
2: I me? know you want to come in you know Pimelo, hmm. if 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 Mandela did not take a risk, if Sobukwe did not take a risk, if Biko did not take a risk, Mm. I can name a million people. Sure. If we take it that way, we're going to have a serious problem. At some point, you're going to have to say, "What is more important?" I mean, we 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 can't be we can't be inward looking all the time. Mm. What is the Mm. bigger goal, really? And I don't think saving
1: the ten lives in your immediate do
2: your do your part. part. We go back to do your your part. Play your part. Play your part.
1: I dare say it's very nice sitting where you're sitting, Tessa.
3: Yeah. So people do things in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and having traveled to many different parts of this country, some of the remotest parts of the country, mm-hmm. you always find those stories that Rams is talking about. Mm-hmm. People doing things. For me, one of the things that I, th- I think about a lot these days is how to value those things differently. So we say we are a country with many social problems, but mm-hmm. we only focus on the economic outcomes. Mm-hmm. We don't say, okay, for that that mama was doing those things... How does that contribute to the society? How does that give us a return on investment if those children are not going to be criminals one day, if those children are going to become better? But you have those people doing those things all the time who get no reward for it. Mm. So I know a 36-year-old young man sitting in Cliptown who has never had a job. He's never been employed by anyone else, but runs projects. So a few weeks ago, Cliptown was flooded, Mm. and this man spent two weeks just getting project after project going to help make sure that there's food and relief provided. That young man cannot be employed by anyone to give him money for the effort that he puts in to make his community work. We cannot live in that society any longer. We talk about social entrepreneurship, but we have no regard for the brokenness of our social development system, our social um, community development system, and that there are a lot of young activists, people around the country, volunteering their time, to fix problems that no one is going to give them any financial reward for. I always say to people, stop telling young people they must be volunteers. They volunteer a Mm. lot Mm. and they're giving more of themselves than you think. And no one sees the value in it enough to reward them for it, for the social returns that it gives us.
6: Gerald,
1: thanks for calling. You're calling us from Durban. Hi.
6: Yes. I mean, you know, there's a lot of blame being thrown around here and, uh, I mean, particularly to business, and it's an attempt to racialize this debate. The truth is about mines in this country. The, the, the licences are handed out by the Department of Minerals and Energy. So they the people who, who are, should be responsible for who gets the licence and who runs their mines properly. But I just really want to remind you that the biggest mining massacre we ever had in this country was uh, was on a mine that were the, the, the president was a co-owner of and, um, you know, the truth is no one has ever been held to account for that. I mean, I only think that, that massacre was superseded by Sharpeville for the most killed on one day. But no one has ever been uh, held to account for that. And the people that need to take responsibility for the mess that this country is, is the voters. Because no investor in the world is going to put hard-earned cash into a country that is rife with corruption and incompetence. This government has failed at just at about everything it's touched even where there hasn't been corruption so, they failed so Gerald, have a look at, yes?
1: does it mean we should stop talking about those who are protesting no, because no, there no, was no, a, but, there was a shoot there was a massacre in Maran.
6: No, you should start talking about that because the problem with the, with the mining industry at the moment the lack of investment in the mining industry revolves around this whole cronyism around mining licenses and cronyism about, around just about every other license that business needs. So when, when, when outside business sees that it's not a fair system on how things are allocated and they get the connected cronies. I mean, there's, there's, there's a list longer than my arm of people that became overnight millionaires on handouts on the back of organised mining licences. And it still continues to this day. So in the actual fact, the voters of the country must take responsibility cheaper than the rest of the country. So. Not, not any, you can blame all you like, but it will never change a if you keep uh, uh, voting in the corrupt and inept. This government cannot, they are totally useless. There's not one thing they do that works. Not one thing.
1: Gerald, there in Durban. I'm sure lots of you want to respond to that. What I'll do is take Pule quickly before we speak to to Gerald's points. Hi, Pule. All right. Okay, we've lost Pule. I will allow more of your calls on 0891-104-207 after this.
0: Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation.
1: We continue our conversation until three and we're talking about how this conversation has moved from one point to another. But we're discussing essentially how we better position this country for it to be attractive, for all of us to buy into what it is is as the country. I don't think we, we are on the same page about that one. And I did say we'll take your calls on 891 My guests are still with me. but Let me go quickly to you, Pule. I lost you earlier. Hi, Pule.
0: How are you, my lady? I'm
1: well. Thanks for calling.
0: You know, one is inspired by people like about the people who are trying and coming up with ideas on how to develop our community. You know, I grew up in Bukutatwana. Sometimes when we look at our history, we think that everything that happens in the past was bad. But our mm-hmm. community builds schools. You hear right now people talking about, yeah, a kid died in the, in the in, in Why can't the community stand together? Let us build the planet. Let us build we renovate our streets. Let's renovate the churches. Let's renovate the schools. Why can't we do that? That's why I'm saying people like, I, you know, I don't want to talk about people that talk about negatives and people that say the government has done nothing. The government has done a lot for people. People who don't come uh, from a poor background. They don't understand the impact that the government has done to our people. Yes, there are mistakes. Yes, yeah, there are here and there but The government has done a lot. Mm. But we as a people, we need to step up. And make sure that we assist each other. We build our community so that we can be part of our building. If the kids go around their daily libraries, it means their mothers, their fathers don't do anything. And it's also about parents going to universities, going to go check what is your child doing, making sure that your child does not take part in destroying the property. We as parents, make, we need, and I don't believe in good school. Even to talk about good school, bad school. What is a bad school? A bad school is a school where parents do not participate in making sure that the teachers learn, the learners, the teachers teach the learners, learn, and things are happening. in school. Let us build our own communities. I, Remus, about the year my children are, I don't want to lie. Thank you
1: very much. I don't want to take a shine away from you, Rams, but uh, Michael Komape's father was building a toilet when the child drowned mm. in the toilet. Mm. this rubbish <clears throat> about people are not being fathers or mothers. It's not true
2: it's not true it's not true it's not true or at least not universally true uh, so and this is not about me i mean I, I'm grateful but it's never it's never about me but I need to deal with gerald if if I'm allowed to oh, yes. then, then then somebody else can deal with Pule. You see, I don't know if Gerald knows of a guy called Ronald Reagan. But Ronald Reagan supported three exceptionally corrupt governments in his time. And I'm not even going to count South Africa because he also supported this one. Chile, Nicaragua, and uh, Panama. He went there to support people who were destroying those countries and the people of those countries because they saw an investment opportunity and something else to do. So this thing of corruption and investment not going together is absolutely... Okay, I can't say that word. This it. It's no, a family radio yet. station. Yes, yes. It's, it's a lie. And I'm not saying that we should support corruption. All I'm saying is that suddenly making South Africa a unique country in the world is absolute nonsense. The, the West puts money in scary places. Now they're signing a deal with, uh, with, uh, with all these guys in Afghanistan because it suits their game. So this nonsense that Gerald must not think we don't read. Yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> let me let me go quickly to KGM in Kimberly. I know you've been holding. Hi, KGM.
7: <laughs> good afternoon, Rams. Stop being emotional. <laughs> 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 good afternoon to you guys and good afternoon A- A- to the K-G. listeners. Afternoon. Look, you know you know what is also equally um irritating and and sadly so frustrating is when you are doing something, Rams, in your little corner, uh, Trying to assist not just yourself, your community, but the the bigger picture. Assisting the very government mm. and the very government officials, the very uh, uh, leaders that are appointed into these positions, positions of power, tend to frustrate you. Mm. Now, I don't. Even, today, I just don't want to talk about myself, but I want to talk about the the few people that I've come across who come to me because you know they hear KGM calls a lot on the radio, they think uh, I can be having all the solutions. You have no idea, Rems, of the people that comes to me and say, KGM, hey, I'm trying to do this. I've been trying to do this. Uh, this municipality is not playing ball. This government official at this department is not playing ball. And ultimately, when you you go into their projects and you look at what they are trying to do or what they are doing and being frustrated, you realize... Do these politicians, do these, these officials, do these people who are frustrating these people with these great ideas, do they know that they are actually the ones who are taking the country backwards? Now, my question to you is, if in the instance you have people like that who are frustrated by the system, who are frustrated by people in positions of power, how do you inspire, let alone motivate those people to continue doing that? These people are using their resources, mm-hmm. financially and otherwise. They are not asking for assent. Sometimes it's a question of just uh, uh, conforming to, to the law or to the rules or to the bylaws. And because some, some officials sitting in a municipal office or in a government official know that you cannot achieve what you want to do unless you come past by their office. And that's where they will say, ah, I got you now. You thought you're, going, you're not going to come here. We need something. What do you do?
1: Thank, thanks very much for that, KGM. So the case in point is Soshanguve, right? Where Reverend Gentile has set up this rescue plan Lod, since the flag. Yeah, yeah, he took some people from sushanguve into mm-hmm. Mamelodi, and, and, and this plan that he had out of, you know, the goodness of his heart, let people into the church and so on. For days, he looked after them. Eventually they come, the officials, they bring <clears> some <throat> food fossils. Then they say to him, don't hand them out. the the mayor must come and take a photo (laughs) when you hand them out. Day one goes by, day two, they say, no, no, he's still coming. He had to say to them, in fact, take your goods because I'm not allowed to hand them out. They're holding up space. Mm -hmm. Your mayor is not coming for the photo opportunity. And that's the only reason why you brought the stuff here. Mm -hmm. This is the guy who's doing that play your part bit.
3: Mm -hmm. KGM
1: is on point about their people who get frustrated by playing their part and then some, and get in this kind of behavior.
3: So let's link KGM and Gerald for a moment. So you have this this man who's doing all of these good things, or you have people in the communities frustrated by local councillors who are trying to do good. You don't have those people going there to give bribes, to get things done faster, because they could be doing that. So people who are doing social activism for good are the ones who are saying we're not going to be, number one, we don't have the money to do it. But number two, we're not going to participate in this corruption. Back at the ranch, private sector there by Gerald sees the corruption happening, doesn't blow the whistle, is happy when the corruption favors them and is willing to pay the bribe if it means that they get the tender. So -hmm. you have unpatriotic capital, people in those positions who see what's happening and are only angry when they are not the ones who are the beneficiaries of the corruption, not saying that we need a system that's uncorrupt, and I won't participate in a deal that is corrupt, but just saying that if the corruption doesn't benefit me, and it's benefiting benefiting those black uh, cronies, then it's a problem. We can't be in that mm. kind of society.
4: Yeah, look, Gerard, I mean, obviously is angry, but obviously, right, not all capital is, 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 is bad, right? I don't know what shoe he was wearing that's fitting though because we're not, we're not we're talking about those who are corrupt. The, the, the officials at DMR who hand out licenses don't bribe themselves. There's somebody in the private sector who's bribing them so they can give them that license. So the corrupt and the team must be dealt with with equal, <coughs> with equal uh, vigor. I want to talk about this example that uh, I don't know This Pule who, who raised it about people doing their part and then government trying to to interfere instead of, of, of finding this useful. I don't know if you guys remember. There are two examples. One, there was a company, uh, the, the, uh, an insurance company that tried to fill or to close potholes mm-hmm. at their own cost. And the municipality said, no, 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 you can't, you do, can't that. do that. <laughs> you <laughs> must go to tender. Then there was another insurance company. It tends to be insurance. I don't know why. Right, uh, you know, who, who, are, who, has, who are helping at, at, at stops at, yeah. at, at, at the robots? Yeah, they were stopped. You say, no, 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 this thing must go to tender because it's so successful. So, the, the officials are thinking, My god, we should be, we should be eating here. Yeah, it's time to eat, and these guys are blocking this thing because they are doing them by themselves. It's actually disgusting, and we need to be able to going back to the issue of civil activism, be able to stop that. Now, one of the things that I think is missing. To put it quite bluntly is something that could be we could uh, model around afri forum right you cannot you can hate AfriForum forum all you like they have they have targeted their constituency if you touch that constituency, they go to court they sort you out there's nobody doing that for black people Isn't Herman because, trying to do something like that? yeah well you know herman is Herman. and i'm sure he'll do something but <clears throat> but i don't know whether to be like an afri forum because he's already since forming a political but that trend has failed if you look at pac UDM, COPE, EFF, all of them end up with 10% and so on, and they don't make a difference, right? Look at the TAC, what the TAC was able to do. It was able to force the hand of government. Mm-hmm. They're not in government, they're not in a political party, but force the hand of government. Now we to have Section 27 because of the TAC. Exec, you,
5: know?
4: you know, So so I think that in in, in summary, we need an activist population now yep. to be able to. Force government what it's supposed to do. Go to court if they need to, and then somebody will pay for what's happening. But that's what Moses is going to 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 do. That's it,
1: Uh, folks. We we, we, are still talking. We've run out of time. Action. We have run out of time. (laughs) That conversation will be available There's a podcast. It's three (laughs) o'clock.